Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And we... Ooh, that was a, that was a low on Brian. I'm sorry. I got, I'm getting a cold. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. So we are back in Colorado this week. A uh, little tiny brewery that Aaron Daly told me about. Uh, I shared with him that I was going to stop at Weldworks, which was just uh, last week. Not not too long ago, we, we did the uh, Juicy Bits and Extra Extra Juicy Bits. Uh, and I told him I was going to stop at Weldworks and pick up some Juicy Bits, and he said, okay, if you're going to go there, you can walk to this other brewery called Wiley Roots. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to... I didn't walk there. I drove there. Yeah. But uh, I am so glad I did. They have some super interesting beers, and we saved this one back. Uh, just special for this, uh, Wiley Roots Breakfast Strudels. Strudels, like yeah. more than one, I guess. Oh, yeah. Morning Coffee Cake. Wheat wheat wine style ale with coffee and walnuts. Yeah, that sounds pretty wacky doodle. This I sounds like it. the weirdest thing we've done yet. Maybe we'll find out. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you don't look at him. Look at him judging me. Oh, there we go. See here, this is more of a pint can, so it should it's a little easier to handle than the crawlers. I guess so. Yeah, pours way easier than. Yeah, it looks kind of thin. Yeah, don't spill it. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks Do for the uh, peanut gallery judging my pouring skills based on... Oh, that's a lot better than the other time. Episode. That crowler, there was something wrong with it. I don't want to yeah, say it was Yeah, it was definitely defective. It had a hole at the top. It, there was something wrong with it. Okay, so first impression... This smells is, sweet. Yes, it does. It, it has the walnut color to it. It does. It looks like a, a brown ale, mm-hmm. I would say. It's bubbly, like... Almost like a, oh man, like a brewed IPA bubbles to me, it looks like in there. So, oh my goodness. So, breakfast strudel. Yep. The first taste you get tastes like breakfast strudel. Yeah. You get, oh man, the walnuts really come through. Really come through. I don't remember eating a bunch of walnuts in my, in my toaster strudels, mm-hmm. um, but it tastes like coffee cake. Yeah. That's the yeah, best yeah. way I can mm-hmm. put it. Mm. Oh yeah, that's good. Just it, the hanging it around. It, it really Ooh. is. These guys are these Mad guys are scientists. Super interesting. Go watch the video on their. Uh, they've got a couple different videos on their website. Um, not a ton of information about them. I couldn't find a whole lot, but just in general, like this is one of those guys that wanted to do something different. So it's a singular person that owns this place. A guy and his wife. Okay, and. Uh, do you know how the name came around? Yes. So okay. the uh, they his name he's a, he's a, he's a ginger. Okay. Has red hair, red beard. Uh, his <clears throat> his nickname was Wiley Coyote. So he was this, uh-huh. this. and the roots part was came from they were both living in Denver, suburb of Denver, and uh, both had some roots back to that area, Greeley, Colorado area place. Okay. You know, which Greeley's not that far from Denver, honestly. I mean, yeah. it's give it a give it ten years, it'll be a suburb. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's one of those things like it's super close, and uh, it, it's so the roots part is coming back to Greeley, coming back home. So Wiley Roots, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it was a fun place. Definitely not. Whereas Weldworks is way more of the kind of polished, and not. And I don't mean this in a bad way at all. Why, uh, Weldworks was more the polished kind of brewery that you would expect, barrels along the wall, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing, glass you can see back into the brewery and see yeah. the fermenters and stuff like that, whereas uh, Wiley Roots is, it, it's a, it, it's in the middle of a, like a, I mean, there's train tracks in the back, right? It's a very industrial looking 
building. Yeah. And when you walk in, it it's very industrial, hmm. right? I mean, there's there's a bar and and stuff like that, and but it's you can see there's no separation between the bar and all the fermenters and everything in the back. Like you can just see all the way through. You can see it's straight so in. So kind of like Lucky Bucket here. Uh, a lot that. like it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very wide open, very, <clears throat> very just kind of. I don't want to call it unfinished, but very raw. Yeah, and I think that's that's fine. That's, I think it's probably a factor of um, just established. Like they, you know, the other one, Weldworks, has been around a little bit longer, mm-hmm. a little more established than mm-hmm. this place. You got to start somewhere. I feel like, yeah, and industrial areas, at least in Nebraska, seem to get our good area for breweries to start up well, rents are a little lower and whatnot i wondered about that too as, as some breweries have as i've been introduced into this industry like why are they usually located in these types of areas a lot of it's just for zoning purposes mm-hmm. you know like you can't have a brewery or a bar establishment within certain feet of a neighborhood and stuff at least in nebraska and hmm. stuff like that's why in the middle of your neighborhood you don't have a bar you got to go out of your neighborhood to go get something hmm. um could be something like that i think rent's different like the spaces are bigger you get yep. a little bit more money for your for your buck the square foot the and dollar the ceilings are high foot. Yep. you know like that's something an issue that you have with those especially with the big barrels you know true so that's one of the things that i found just talking to some of these guys is like we need so much space and so much space is taken up by the the brewery by the brewing equipment that it needs to be that low of a dollar amount per square foot it's pretty crazy to think about how much space they need to just make this little amount of liquid, mm-hmm. you know? But right. it does take a lot of area and a lot of ingredients. And the chemistry involved, that just, mm-hmm. it blows me away. I'm glad there's people smarter than me that can make this stuff, that mm-hmm. I can just buy it and drink it. This is the third beer I've had from them so far, <clears throat> and every one of them has been super special in a weird kind of way. Hmm. Like, this shouldn't exist in a beer or whatever, yeah. but boy, it's delicious. This guy seems like he's been in the in the game a while as far as... He's been drinking beer. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's either that or he's like brand new to it and he doesn't know that there is a no. He just does whatever he wants, well, which sounds cool. It looks like 10 years, so over 10 years now. So yeah. here's here's what I found on my little bits of research on them. Wiley Roots was founded by Kyle and Miranda Carbaugh, uh, opened in the summer of 2013. They started brewing in Kyle's parents' barn in 2009. So they brewed three years of test batches in his mm-hmm. parents' barn. And it's kind of funny in, in his video, like his dad was like, well, we're not using this barn, so the rent is as much beer as I can drink. That could be a high rent. I like that guy already. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So they won, uh, they've won a couple different uh, medals at the Great American Beer Festival, which doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, it didn't say what category, but 2013, so the year they opened, they won a bronze. Uh, 2015 gold, 2017 gold, 2018 silver. But it didn't say what category. So they've been around longer than Weldworks. Well, longer than Weldworks. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So in uh, just last year, they announced they acquired another 4,600 square feet adjacent to them. So their original brew house, the original where they started in 2013, up until 2018 was only 800 square feet. That's pretty small. That's tiny. Yeah. But there's they don't have any distribution. Like they sell they sell this stuff in the, in the tap house and or whatever. It. And that's it. Like, you can't even go to a store and buy this I stuff. I don't think so, no. Like you can get, like, Weldworks at the liquor mm-hmm. store, or the grocery store, right? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there's a certain amount of distribution for Weldworks just in, you know, surrounding. I could get it in Estes Park. My brother can get it in Centennial. Mm. So it, it's around, but I don't think you can get this anywhere. 
I probably would have heard about it otherwise. So, uh, Tap House is closed Monday and Tuesday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, 4 to 10, Friday and Saturday, noon to 11, Sunday, 1 to 7. Yeah, so. pretty standard uh, hours for somebody that's Absolutely. that scale. Seems yeah. like that seems to be a pattern we've seen. Yep. I would definitely, if there are, there are lots and lots, there's a lot of, uh, is it banner? There's a lot of banner facilities around Greeley in that area. So I know they, they use, the bill rates aren't awesome, but you're going there because. It's a destination place absolutely. for sure. Yeah, it's not a, you're not going there to make a bunch of money. You're probably going there to spend some of the money you made on the last assignment to live it up and enjoy true. Colorado. Yep. Yeah, absolutely true. I need to go on an assignment so I can go to Colorado, I think. I should send you up there. That'd be good. On-site research. Could be in, in terribly or could be some of the greatest videos we've ever had. Hmm. We'll see. We'll I'll, see what happens. I'd, I'd roll the dice on that one. Could be a mistake, and that's a tie-in here, Rich, because this style of beer was brewed as a mistake. This is a wheat wine, right? Yes. So this beer was made on accident in 1987, this style of beer. Okay. Guy was trying to make a barley wine, a home brewer okay. named Phil Moeller, and he was in California. And he wanted to make a barley wine, but he put too much wheat in. Okay. And it created this beer. So it's a subset of a double strong American ale. So it's either in the family of these beers are double IPAs, mm-hmm. wheat wines, and barley wines. That's in the little family tree of this style of beer. I would never have guessed that. So this is very similar to a barley wine, which we have not done on the show. No, no. Uh, and a lot of people are scared of barley wines. I am. Um, because they're hoppy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're very hoppy. Um, they can be bitter, but they also can be sweet, and they're usually very strong. So it's like uppercut, jab, jab, uppercut sort of scenario with that beer because it's strong, Yeah, it's bitter, and it's strong, and it's bitter. And I don't, that's the whole way down. I don't get the – I guess I don't understand – the name then, where does the name come from? It's it's as strong as a wine, quote unquote, oh. but it's made not of grapes but wheat or barley. Hmm. So that's that's the name. Um, the guy that made it ended up making a brewery. It was called Rubicon Brewery in Sacramento, California. Um, he brewed it at home, and he liked it, and his friends liked it. So in 1988, he actually brewed a batch on purpose for the brewery. Hmm. And that was the first time it was available to buy in the United States or anywhere. It's never been created before. So with about 30 years, this style has been around. Hmm. Um, these, you don't see them very often, wheat wines. I've never seen one. I've seen, I think Zipline made one one time. Um, there's a brewery that Aaron Daly got me into from South Dakota that has a wheat wine I have at home. Um, but they're just not very common. So hmm. I'm kind of excited to see that this is what it is. The color is close to this, deep Red to light brown. Okay. Um, should be light at the bottom. And it should be um, caramely, which it is when we drink it. It like is. It's mm-hmm. something like that's, that you would get. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, I guess maybe some of the flavor profile isn't a stretch for the breakfast strudel mm-hmm. name, maybe. So yeah. it was just a very easy transition to get to this kind of flavor. You're getting the biscuity, breadiness, mm-hmm. the caramelness already, yep. some sweetness already in there. So then all they have to do is add their little adjuncts, walnuts. Mm. You get the, almost get that icing taste, don't you? A, a little, little bit. bit, yeah. I was just thinking that as I'm like, looking oh. at the can, like you get a little icing flavor. Yeah, and uh, 
those things all pair with what this beer already is in its general style. So hmm. um, should be between 8 and 12%. That's the cap for this um, style of beer. Uh, What's it say on there? What does it say on there? 10.1. See, would you even think that it's 10% no, drinking this? No, no way. Not, a, not at all. So this is a sneaky one. There's no booziness to this it. This is really. stronger than some of the double IPAs we've, well, all the double IPAs we've had. Yes. There's no booziness. There's no uh-huh. alcohol burn. No. Um, it's just sweet juice, basically. It's a breakfast beer if I've ever had one. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, yeah, pancakes and, and sausage type of beer. Yeah, it's like reminds me of those, um, like, it's like a corn dog, but it's a pancake and sausage mm-hmm. sort of situation. Yes. That's what this reminds me. Like, that would pair with that pretty good. Um, this yes. one, you want to warm it up a little bit. So oh, almost very really? similar to a stout. Yeah, you want it to get about 55 to 60 degrees. Um, so as this podcast goes on, we'll drink it, and we'll, we will definitely tell some differences for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the other thing about this kind of beer is it can last a long time. So you can cellar these. As long okay. as you keep them, you know, moderate temperatures, they'll last years and years and years. This one probably not so much because it has those other flavors added into it. Right. And it's in a can, so that's not great. But um, in general, if it's bottled, you can keep them for years. Will the flavor change? Yeah, it will change a little bit. Um, the If they do have any alcohol burn, that will kind of fade out. Uh, it will be more caramely and maybe a little bit more sweet. Okay. Um, but as far as, like, the color and everything like that, that should still remain there's a brewery in that used to be in Lincoln called Plowshare, mm-hmm. and they made an amazing barley wine. And on the label, it says, enjoy by 2026. <laughs> I, so I bought one, and I saved it, and I'm going to drink it in 2026. Sweet. So that's that's something that you can kind of do with these wheat wines, too, if you can find one. That's super interesting. I guess I, I this is a whole style for me that I've never really – I've always, I've always kind of avoided them. Yeah. Partially because I didn't understand. Well, I mean, it's – the alcohol itself, the percentages, the ABVs, that's that's enough to scare off a novice person for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, this style of beer, and as you can tell, and as they've made, they, they pair really well with desserts. Mm-hmm. So like some of the other beers we've had would be great with like entrees and stuff, but this would be great if you're having like a dinner party and you're to the dessert round. Mm. Brownies or something with cinnamon would pair really well with this, you know? Cinnamon roll would be amazing. Mm. Uh, which is pretty close to what we've got going on. It's with this almost one. close to what we've got. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I. Hmm. So I did find I did a little research to see because they're very rare, like this beer, like hardly anybody makes them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find one called Power Wagon, that's made by Big Sky Brewery in Montana, Missoula. Montana. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Wheat Wine Ale from Smutty Nose, which is in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Okay, they don't get here, but it's a big East Coast brewery, and then. Um, let's see, Pilgrim's Dole, which is one I have had. That's out of New Holland in Michigan. And yeah. they, they sometimes get here. Okay. Um, they make a wheat wine as well. And that's pretty much all I could find for big, like bigger mass produced wheat wines. Big Sky is the Moostrule guys, right? Yes. Okay. And I think a lot of people have, that was one of the original, maybe more readily available craft beers. Yeah. That was one of the very first ones I had. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, go with my buddy after work. When we were working at the insurance place, and boy, Lord knows you needed a beer after mm. a day there. And we'd go across the street to this terrible dive bar <laughs> and get like a dollar fifty domestic draw. Like, oh, boy. Because we were broke. Sure. It was great. Yeah. And then one day there's this moose on the tapper, and we we're like, what is that? 
Yeah. Moose drool, it's called. And we're like, well, let's try it. Yep. It was good. That was, I remember, this was years and years ago, Steve Seitner coming back from some site visit somewhere and just was peeing his pants about this moose drool. <laughs> like, this sounds, first off, it sounds disgusting. Right, yeah. Secondly, I, I don't even, I don't understand what you're, I don't understand what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Craft beer, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That, and it's like a 5% beer that nowadays is just a standard. You can get it a lot of places. A lot of places. It's, a, it's another good entry-level Beer. Have we ever even done a brown? Just a straight brown on this? I don't believe I don't so. Think so either. No, we'll have I don't to think about so. that. So that's what moose drool is. It's just a brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So like in Lincoln, um, coming up, the only brewery that was around was uh, Laszlo's. Yes. Imperial Ales, uh-huh. which was started in '89, and they had a beer. They still make it. It's called Third Stone Brown. Yes. And that's like my father-in-law's favorite beer. So we've had a lot of different browns oh. in our days together, thirty uh, years. Speaking of Lincoln, Backswing has a very good brown. Mm-hmm. That's the first one I had from Backswing and have since gone to their brewery. Another very similar to what Riley Ro- Wiley Roots felt like when I walked in. It was It's in a very industrial area. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, when you walk in, you can see everything right all the way through the back yeah. and, and stuff. Very, very similar feel. But excellent brown ale from, from yeah. these guys. So look on the can there. And that le- logo or label... Mm-hmm. The blue circle on the can. What does that remind you of? Oh, that looks like the Pillsbury sure does. logo. So that's where we're going. Here we are. You ready? Mm-hmm. I did a little research on the Pillsbury Doughboy because oh. I wanted to know about it. You know what his name is? No. It's Poppin' Fresh. Oh. That's his name, Poppin' Fresh. That's his Fresh. name? Yeah. Poppin' Poppin' Fresh. with an apostrophe, Poppin'. First poppin name Poppin', Fresh. Yeah. last name Fresh. You'd think with a name like that he was created in the early 80s, but no, he was not. Late 60s. And he was the idea of some um, marketing folks. Okay. Um, Rudy Perz, P-E-R-Z, is credited with the idea. Uh, his original name was Jonathan Pillsbury. That doesn't really have a very good ring to it. No, no. Poppin' Fresh, way better. Jonathan Pillsbury. He was used in a stop-motion commercial in the 60s, the late 60s, all the way up until 1992. Was it black and white? No. Okay. It okay. was just like a standard claymation thing. Uh, and then in 92, he's been CGI ever since. Yes. So. Hee <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You, you knew his catchphrase. Uh-huh. Which is creepy when you think about it nowadays. It kind of is. Poking him in the belly. Yeah. I, I, although, if that, somebody pokes me in the belly, I will do that. You will hee hee. You have to. If you don't, that's just, I don't know. That's kind of bad touch. I don't know. Well, bad, it is a bad touch. Bad touch. But you, yeah. So anyway, hee yeah. hee. Uh, he has been in over 600 commercials. He's been featured in 50 of their products, and he was also in a commercial with MasterCard back in the, it was like the aughts, mm-hmm. along with um, a bunch of other ad icons, like the Vlasic Pickle Stork was in there, and oh, um, yeah. Tony the Tiger. It was like for the credit card, but somehow the, they got the rights to put him in there. The Green Giant guy, was he in there? Uh, maybe maybe the Little Sprout. Oh, Little Sprout. Yeah, maybe him. I wanted to get... Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Green Giant. Yeah. Uh, got Milk. He had his own Got Milk commercial or ad. I, Bo Jackson had one of those. Everybody, Everybody had one, of those. Had one yeah, of those. Yeah, We didn't, but that's no, cool. No. He's in a Sprint commercial. He's in a Geico commercial. Uh, he even showed up in a movie, which I think sounds terrible. 1987's movie called Puppetoon. It was a claymation movie that featured a lot of different advertising people or characters. Okay. So that was, that was a thing that somebody made on purpose oh. in the 80s. 
And it was so, actually him. It was yeah, actually him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. They somehow let his character out to be in that movie. Okay. Uh, in 1970s, this might be something that's close to you. Um, they made all sorts of action figures and play sets, you know? Yes. Like uh, Mego, that sort of stuff. Yep. So they wanted to catch in on this uh, craze, and they created a whole family of Doughboys. Or dough, dough people, I guess that would be the correct term. Dough family? A dough family. Okay. So they had, it was like 1977, they made a plastic playset, and it has Poppin' Fresh, then it had Poppy Fresh. <laughs> that's the dad? Yeah, that's the dad. And then there's <laughs> Grand Popper and Grand Mommer. <laughs> then there was just straight Popper, and that was, I think, the sister and Bun Bun was like a little brother, and then Flapjack was a dog, and Biscuit was a cat. <laughs> and I looked him up on eBay. You can buy them. You can find them. No. They're kind of like the Stormtroopers that you you have. Uh-huh, they're, uh-huh. They used to be white, and now they're like a yellowy, faded mm. color, like, you know, an old person's teeth. But um, you can clean it. You can clean them back, it looks like. And uh, they're somewhat collectible. Honestly, it just takes a little hydrogen peroxide, and it sucks that color. It sucks that right out and makes them white again. So we can. There is hope for the absolutely pop and, and fresh sunlight family. too. Sun, sunlight and and hydrogen peroxide. Will make uh, they listened to the fans, like a lot of brands do nowadays, and they decided they needed one more character. So they added Uncle Raleigh a little bit later on in the game, and he was like a cinnamon roll. Uncle R- Raleigh. Yeah. So it's probably Uncle Rolly. Uh, yeah. That's look. Jamie can hardly contain herself over yeah, there. Yeah, this is something you, that you should probably look up after this. And, I definitely. Uh, see. Do. It's kind of like the Sprite, the Coke Sprite. Remember that from Christmas? I do episode? remember that. Yeah, it's a lot like that. These are these are terrible renderings. Uh, quick crash, cash grab, and uh, I wish I had some of them. I think we need these actually. So they also, I did find out there's a huge, not as big as Coke, but a big like. I don't even want to say black market, but there's like a market for collectibles with the Pillsbury Doughboy. Really? So they made everything, everything. There's like stuff for like cookie jars. There's like spoon sets. There's plates. There's glassware. There's bedding. There's shirts. There's clothes. There's ties. There's things for your car, things for your house. All of it with the Doughboy from like the six, the late 60s all the way up into the mid, like today. I wish there was a there's camera. Conventions. I wish there was a. Ca- there's conventions. There's like a doughboy convention where you can go and like meet the other collectors and buy and trade stuff. They have like um, seasonal things. They have like Halloween decorations and Christmas decorations, and they all feature the doughboy or some of the family members. You're lying. I am totally not. Uh, I am totally <laughs> not. I wish I was. I, I I wish there was a camera on just so you could see the dis look. The, there's a disbelief on my face that there's yeah. that this this is a thing. It is a thing, and I don't know if it's like you know, hey, we don't have the Coca Cola money, we can't get into that game, right? But we have Pillsbury Doughboy money. Let's get into that game. That might be what it is. So that's I I just are you trying to get on eBay right now? Is that what's I, I thought about it. Yeah, I thought about it. No, right. I it's, it's a very long story that is un, that's uninteresting to the listeners here. But oh, okay. Mr. Steve Ryan is. It, I'll I'll, uh, I'll tell you after we're, <laughs> okay, we're off good. the air. So um, he's causing issues. How's I, that? He, he, he causes does. me problems. All, all that's time. okay. Sometimes he has solutions. Um, there's a website that I found. It was like a WordPress homemade uh, blog website. Uh, yeah, looked like it was made in the early 2000s. They don't upkeep it anymore. 
Um, but it was it had a huge listing of links where you could go and see the things that were for sale. So, like, I looked at one. It was, like, a Halloween knick-knack tchotchke that you'd have on your counter or whatever. And it had, like, a – he was carving a pumpkin or something. What? The doughboy, yeah. So that's pretty awesome. They also have a Funko Pop of him right now, uh, an yes. ad icon. And I saw it listed for, like, almost $500. Oh, my goodness. And that's just, like, from last year. Don't even get me started on these Funko Pops. These are – now I've I found a couple for you along the way mm-hmm. or whatever. I know you've got I mm-hmm. and I have a handful of them too. There's so one right there. There is one, the from an Atlas video. What's a video game? I Portal Two, it says on the top. Yeah, but the little robot's name is Atlas, and so yeah. that's why it's up there. Here's here's my thing, and I won't I won't talk any more about this after that. Funko Pops are the beanie babies of this generation. Could be. Yeah. But guess what? Some beanie babies are still worth a lot of money. I don't know about that. They are. Are they? Look yeah. at the other two are, are there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mike's on. Yeah. So the bears are especially collectible, especially the, the Princess, Princess Diana, Diana one. Yes. I knew it. Yes, but only if it was from the original uh, time that they produced them. Ninety-seven. You have to look at your tag. Those can be worth a couple thousand mm, dollars. There you go. See? I have one of those that I found Ooh. in Colorado Ooh. in a thrift store. Oh. That I bought for two dollars. Interesting. That's a good deal. You got the little tie tag on there now, the little mm-hmm. plastic tag to go along on the ear tag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting go of that thing for a long time. No, I wouldn't either. I would cash in on that like That's this. If, if I could find an Uncle Rolly, that would be like that. <laughs> I Uncle Rolly. I can score one of those. Yeah, so that's that's what I know about the Doughboy. Every time fifty year, you history. come up with some crazy stories. This you might know, have been, I, I guess in in. in as many of the crazy stories as you've come up with, I guess this isn't the most unbelievable no. one. The Sprite, the Coke Sprite one was super weird and, and, and creepy. creepy. Yeah, creepy. Yeah. I I got to go look up these Doughboy characters. Yeah, you'll, we'll check it out after this. Right. Uh, 2010, Pillsbury sent a cease and desist order to mom and pop shop called My Dough Girl LLC. She was a cookie maker in, in uh, Salt Lake City bullies and they said nah you can't do that don't do nah, that bruh. no and so i just read last week mm-hmm. about this yes they sent one to wiley roots yeah not pillsbury but oh. i think somebody who was it sonic sonic so because they make those slush like sour beers yes just like the sonic emblem yeah they're pretty um uh, they're, 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 they're pretty, uh, liberal about their, I would say that's their MO on almost all their labels. It yeah. looks like some, like, a, have you seen like the Fruity Pebbles one before? Yes. Yeah. Like it's legit. looks like right off the box. So it turns out when I was there, this is, this is fun now that I, this is, it's been probably a month since I've been there. Uh, when I went in, it was towards the end of the night. It was, I just had talked Jenny into like, let me just stop here, buy a couple, just a couple four packs to go or whatever. Cause Aaron told me I had to. And then we'll go back to the hotel because we we're driving through and, you know, or whatever. And I'm fairly sure the guy that helped me, their bartender, was was this was Kyle, like oh, okay. was the guy. Like, I remember Beard thinking, yeah. like, this is like stereotypical like brewer, brewer guy, yeah. right? And yeah. so he was telling me I bought the, the one IPA that we still have a couple of called Chuggington. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember laughing about it because it's it well, has that Walt Disney like script font. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's the. It's the train Chuggington that is the kind of poor man's uh, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, you have kids. You know Thomas. I and, do know about Thomas. So Chuggington is kind of the poor man's Thomas. And 
Um, is, that so real, I was, is that really a thing? I, it is really a thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I don't even—I don't think poor man is a—is that's that's probably a bad term. A bad term for it. it alternate. Alternate. Yeah. Yes. Not nearly as expensive, kind With of Thomas. Right. Cost effective. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and so we were—I was laughing about it or whatever—and he's like, "Yeah, this is the uh, this is the second iteration of this beer. The first one was called Thomas the Dank Engine." <laughs> that's good. I like that. Um, that's really good because that's a a style of IPA. You know, like, dank. Yeah. Yes. So like, and that's yeah, that has a whole other subset of meanings too. But I, it, but it was a straight ripoff of the Chuggington, and like has his face on the front of the like yeah. uh, you know or whatever. And the uh-huh. Thomas the Dank Engine had his face on the front of Thomas, so it wasn't Thomas; it was his head. On Probably the, the most original was just those that pie one that you had the oh, sour IPA or whatever that was yeah so this was for for any of you more advanced beer drinkers yeah. out there uh the first one i had this was draft night um we were drafting our for fantasy baseball and i wanted a special beer for draft night because it's a lot of fun for me and so i drank one of their it was cranberry raspberry sour milkshake ipa that's a lot of words so weird but yeah. so awesome so awesome it was like a red color like I'd never seen. It was a flavor profile like I'd never had. Yeah. It was, and they do a whole series of those. I saw kinda, a blueberry one on the internet. Yeah, like a yeah. cobbler series or whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. There was a lemon meringue one they did oh, in that wow. same series. Yeah, that's, I'd, that's I'd, like next level. Next level. Flavor. Crazy next level. It reminds me, and I was wondering if there was any connection. I'm kind of sad there's not. Have you ever heard of the chef Wiley Dufresne? You know that guy? I know of Andy Dufresne. That's a different thing. Okay. That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wiley Dufresne is like kind of credited with this whole like uh, uh, science movement that's in cooking, chef in cooking oh, okay. nowadays. Mm-hmm. So like using know, gases and yeah, stuff like, like that. He sure. was like the innovator of that, pushing the boundaries of of what you could and couldn't do in a kitchen, and, oh. and uh, that's kind of what it brought to mind for me is because I know what the flavors on these beers, the combinations, I was like, man, maybe they're it should somehow be. connected. It should be. Because Wiley Coyote spelled different than the way the brewery spelled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's the uh, that's the story that they told on the on yeah. the video there on their website. So. so he's probably not like a secret backer of the brewery, I'm guessing. No, no. Probably neither is Wiley Coyote. No. Well, maybe. I didn't see any boxes of TNT anywhere. <laughs> but it, it's entirely possible. Because that stuff never works right. Never. It always blows no, up it, too soon or always, too late. Always yeah. backfires on them. Always. Oh, I, 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 I'd hope to get into that a little bit because they, they're cans and they're just... I don't want to say rip off because it's it, that's just that's the maybe tributes tributes. That's yeah. a great yeah. That's a great way to explain some of the yeah. stuff that they've done. To every one of those, if you go through their website and go through the different beers that they've they've produced mm-hmm. or whatever, the logos on there, are, every one of them is a tribute to something. Yeah, yeah. This is not the greatest beer in the world. Oh. This is just a tribute. Tri- tenacious D. You gotta for get us. yeah. That's the first tenacious D reference we've had. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully not the last. Leave it to Jamie to... Uh, yep. There you go. And she's not even drinking any of this beer. Nope. Nope, she's not. Uh, do you ever have a breakfast strudel or a toaster strudel? I do enjoy those. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought they were like rich kids' Pop-Tarts. You know, like I never had them as a kid growing up. It wasn't until I was almost an adult that I have some. Mm. And boy, oh boy, were they good. Oh, with that little frosting packet? Yes. yeah. Like maybe you put it on the strudel. Maybe you just like shotgunned it. Maybe. I don't know. Yes. I did both of those things. I subscribe to the Doug Heffernan uh, use two packets on one. Happy now, sad later. Oh, 
now is yeah yeah you worry about future you later now yeah right? i don't care about future me i right, want two right packets. now me wants all that sugar yes yes and yeah and then you and then you roll it up like a little tube of toothpaste and get every oh last you have little to get it out all out of there yeah. you can't leave anyone behind absolutely hmm, i'm glad we had a similar experience <laughs> That was like kind of mind blowing when they came out. You know? Oh, it was huge. It was like, like wait, that's what? like next level Pop Tart. I have to warm this up. Yes. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, and now they have the breakfast ones that have like the sausage and egg and stuff like that in them. Oh, really? That's like super rich kid. That's like Richie Rich yeah. level. Yeah. Right. Not the Macaulay Culkin movie. No, no, no. Like the really good one with Dollar yeah. the dog and oh, stuff. Wow. Remember when Dollar would get hit so hard, like all of his little dollar signs would fall off. You should him? not hit a dog. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting that at all. Was that in the comics they did? Yeah. That was old school comics. Like, he would fall off of something or whatever, and all the dollar signs would fall off of him, and then they would magically reappear on him somehow. Mm. Okay. I don't... Yeah. Wow. Richie Rich for us. <laughs> did anybody ever call you Richie Rich oh, growing up? So many times. So, so many times. So, let's go to the untapped and see what does old, what does old untapped I'm say? I'm scared about this one, because I got a feeling... There's going to be not very many rankings, which can really skew it. I think in their limited release, you're mm-hmm. probably right. I'm going to get this right. So so the walnut comes out way more now, I think. As it gets warmer, the sweetness that's, that's is a little bit gone. True. So Wiley Roots. Before you even type it in, I'm just going to say it's a 4.22. That is super high. I, I'm not looking right here, so I'm yeah. going to see I'm not looking. I'm, I'm going to say, say like, like 3.8, okay. probably-ish somewhere. Wiley Roots. Breakfast, strudel, morning coffee cake. Here. Whoa, right in the middle there, right between us. Four. 4.06. Yeah. Our friend, wait a minute. It says you've already had this. Have I? Did you maybe have this before? It's possible. Oh. I mean, uh, what? Are the, what's the, there's a saying about that. Hmm. Uh, facts don't lie, something like that. I think it's hips don't lie. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. I don't think that's... And one, I don't know if I ever want to say that in reference to you at any point. So <laughs> They've told a fib or two. Maybe? Okay. Hey, I... You know. Oh, I was thinking the ball don't lie. Rash- oh, ball Rashid don't lie. Wallace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's nah. what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, what do you... So what do you think? Okay. Where, where's your rating? I'm going... I, I'm going to... You know what? It's... For this style, I've never had this anything... This is like mm-hmm. a like a 4.25, right? That's higher than I thought you would go. Yeah? Yeah. It was between four and four point two five. I think that's I really yeah. So right in there then. Yeah. I, I think it's it's honestly it's the walnut that comes out as it gets a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Just kind of that, the fact that you can maybe taste a little of the icing in there. Yeah. Like those underlying flavors are so important. Like that, just the yeah. As you get into it, a little I bit. almost like it a little bit colder. I liked it almost the first time mm. through. I mean, it's different for sure. But yeah. I like that. I'm not a big walnuts person. I do enjoy some walnuts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think as you get into it a little bit, it doesn't change as much as maybe some stouts we yeah, had. Yeah, for sure. Or the weird one that we had over ice. Remember that one oh, that yeah. we that changed completely? Yeah. I don't even what was that one? Shiner Holiday Cheer. That's right. Go back and listen to Yeah, that uh, was the Christmas one, yeah. That was the weirdest thing I think I'd ever experienced in my in my whatever, 3 years of drinking beer. I've done some things. Just, some of them I'm not proud of, but that one I am. There you go. It changed so much. It was so weird. So Anyway, so Wiley Roots Brewing Company, Greeley, Colorado. If uh, if you're at a ben- if you're at a banner facility or at any facility there around uh, Denver, uh, this is definitely worth the day trip for sure. And uh, don't stop by Worldworks too. I guess they're friends. They've all yeah. Like I, 
I want to say the sticks in my head as I was researching one of the two. It was Weldworks. Um, the guys from Weldworks got their license to like their business license or whatever, and they had already, they were already brewing beer and whatever. But it was just in the line of they got their business license and they went to Wiley Roots to celebrate. That's cool. So and like yeah. those guys, like they Probably understood celebrated it with them. Yeah, yeah, they celebrated with them and stuff. So definitely worth a trip if you're around there. So yeah, interesting. Weird stuff coming out of Colorado. I like it Weird a lot. Weird and innovative and amazing. And fun. Yeah. Super fun. So uh, speaking of super fun, this is, uh, I just segued myself right there. Okay. So this might, this this will be fun for us, I think. Brian, if you listen to the show, uh, Brian likes alliteration. I do. Right? Yeah. You like alliteration. So I wanted to do Mainstream May. I don't, I don't, I mean, I like the idea because of the alliteration. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I like the the drinking of those mainstream beers but we'll see what you got on tap i'm we'll not see. even sure yet. we'll see we're gonna do some fun ones beers your dad drank cinco de mayo beers like okay. beers you can get at, at a uh at a mexican restaurant re- all right i'm available in that type yeah. of thing okay yeah i think you sold the, me on that the most fun i think we're gonna have is the beers your dad drank it may not be the best to drink no they won't be no my dad drinks some stuff mm. ah yeah, yeah yeah if anybody knows where i can get some actual michelob it's like the I don't real... even think they make it anymore. Man. Do they don't make it anymore? I don't think so. That's what my dad drank. That was his beer. That, remember those weird bottles? Yep. Like, super big on the top. Yeah, and then the like... weird curve. And the, yeah. Yeah. Really it weird. It was kind of good for gripping as a child. I, as a child. When I would bring them from the fridge. Oh, the there, we yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah. This proud dad moment for me uh, it has really nothing to do with anything, but more <laughs> as a child. I told because I I said this before, right? Maddox understands. He knows he can. He knows read his now. cross train. Labels, he does. Yeah. He does know his cross train labels. It actually is a cross train. I said, "Hey, Maddox, go get go to the uh, go to the beer fridge and get me a fairy nectar." And he came back with a fairy nectar, mm-hmm. and he said, "Dad, I didn't know if you wanted the fairy nectar or you wanted the double dry hop London." Oh man! Like he knew the name. That's expert level. That's great. You should be proud. I should be proud. Yes. Yeah. There we go. I'm, I'm, yeah. He's Russian, so he's gonna he's gonna know how to drink at some. He's point. gonna he's gonna get into it either way. He's your house. That's exactly nature right. nurture whatever. I, I'll prepare him. I would, I, he's not like he's drinking these ahead of time. Like I'm yeah. not endangering him in any way. You're just helping him learn how to read. It That's is all. helping him learn how to read. That's a hundred percent true. All right, so mainstream May starts next week. If you have, uh, if if all you drink are mainstream beers and you listen to these and and you think what could be, we're gonna we're gonna take you back to what you drink right now and uh, maybe compare them to other beers okay. that we have. I've got a couple that I'm gonna I want to toss in the mix too, but I'm not gonna. They're gonna be surprises to you. I love surprises, so I'm gonna I'll sprinkle those in as well. All right, mainstream May. We'll see you next week.